This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome. Welcome, my children of the night, to Bosom Bloodies. <laughs> Do you guys record year round? (laughs) So it's Halloween and like year round in theory. And then like now we're hitting the hot season. Yeah. This is the season. This is the sweet Mm -hmm. hot spot. If we drew the Venn diagram of Halloween and theater and Kale and Glennis, then Booze Mm -hmm. and Brews is going to be like right there in in the the center. (laughs) Yep. Boom. Cool. Well, welcome to Bosom Bloodies. I'm Kale. I'm Glennis. And this is the Halloween, the How to Halloween podcast. Glennis, look what we have here with us. Look at that. Look at those beautiful faces. I know. We have local Charlotte Theater royalty here with Mm -hmm. us in these Uh, three. Is that what we are? I was going to say, that can't be accurate. (laughs) You got three very different reactions to that statement. (laughs) Steve was like, yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Please introduce yourself. Let's start with uh, Marshall. Yeah, I'm Marshall Cecina. I work pretty closely with uh, Davidson Community Players and some other theaters in the area. Um, I guess closely um, on the board. Um, and I uh, really enjoy working with uh, Steve now that he has has joined us. Very exciting. Yeah, and Do I am, know anything um... else. I can I can, I can <laughs> no, talk good. about my my hobbies, my sex life, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how long the intro needs to be. You can popcorn it over to someone else. Is that what is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. St- uh, speaking of Steve, um, <laughs> go Segway. for it. Yeah, I'm Steve Kaliski. I'm the executive director of Davidson Community Players and also a founding member of Charlotte Conservatory Theater. I grew up in Charlotte and moved away for 10 years after college to New York and uh, I've been back a little over five years. It feels shorter than that because of the pandemic in the middle. But uh, uh, yeah, it's been great to be back in the area and reconnect and get to meet some new amazing artists around around town. Amy, what's going on with you? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Um, my name is Amy Wada. Um, I do a little bit of everything. Um, photographer, actor. I um, do some TV, film, commercial work, but my main uh, love is uh, stage work and theater. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> Great. And the reason we're all here is Booze and Brews at Davidson Community Players. October 26th through 28th, right before Halloween. Perfect. We'll say that again at the end. So tell us a little bit about, let's start with Booze and Brews. This is the fifth year for Booze and Brews? I think this is the seventh, actually. That's what I meant. when I Or is that, part of what's, what's, <laughs> is that part of what's creepy about it is no one ever really knows <laughs> when it started. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got very little institutional memory on this podcast. I think Marshall probably knows uh, the most about, and you, you're probably the only one who's participated in a booze and brews before, right? Oh, Kale, Kale, Kale has yeah, Kale. Kale knows all about it. Um, yes, I, I, I started as an actor um, pre-pandemic, and then I've directed a few times, and this is my first year writing for it. I'm excited to uh, see it come to fruition. What's the idea? What's the behind booze and brews? Yeah, so it's a. Um, 
it's a short play festival uh, where uh, local writers are encouraged, Marshall being an example of this, to submit a 10-minute play, uh, I, I guess you could say somehow addressing something Halloween-related. I think I think it is encouraged that the plays be light in tone. I don't think we're looking to send anybody into a you know deep traumatic spiral with uh, a horrifying 10-minute <laughs> piece, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know something that can be a little a little spooky, a little funny. Um, and we got uh, this year we got uh, over 40 submissions for plays. Um, wow! Right wow! The yeah, yeah. So so that created some hefty reading assignments for the reading committee. Um, but yeah, this is an opportunity for the organization. You know, as I've been getting used to this job, trying to figure out ways like how do we get how do we get as many people involved in the work that we're doing as possible. Well, this is a cool way where you know we've had our main stage shows and our children's shows, and those have created opportunities for some people. But we have a bunch of other folks who are like kind of acting curious or getting on stage curious, or I want to direct, but I've never really directed before. I want to try my hand at writing something. Well, this is a, a cool forum where that can take place. And uh, and the fact that we, you know, regularly partner with uh, a local brewery, D9, to uh, have some craft craft beer on tap, I think that helps reduce reduce the stakes of the event <laughs> as everybody <laughs> at their uh, friendliest versions of themselves when they're watching. What beer? Like beer. Beer. Good. Is good beer and cute boy. Yeah, I, I participated one year. It was in a uh, one of the plays written by Marla Brown, and it's just a different vibe. Like, the, actually, the year I did it, it was outdoors during the pandemic, so that was maybe even more different. But just a, it's a great time. Like, everybody's just there to hang out. People show up in costume. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. People really do get into it. It's they do. Yeah, it's a great community building event. Um, I think yeah, just to piggyback on Steve, it it really is. I, I feel like that's how we bill it always is. Do you have time to do a full show? No. Okay. <laughs> Come on down. Do booze and brews. It's <laughs> um, so really good. I, well, and I always encourage if I, you know, meet someone who's moved to the area, especially, you know, right around summertime and I'm like, Oh, you want to get back into acting? We have some stuff coming up that is pretty low commitment. Um, but yeah, I think everyone has a lot of fun. I was right. just going to say that you probably remember from our audition period um, with Skylar. Uh, right. What was that? Yeah. She was running we all waited around what, what exactly happened um we had our a group of auditioners we finished with with those actors and then i think she was teaching um uh, in south charlotte and just said if you don't mind waiting i'll be there in a little bit and we said sure and then um she was great and i um ended up casting her in um marshall's uh script almond blood um and she like marshall said she's new to town she's just she moved recently i don't know how long ago but she was trying to kind of get her uh foot into the charlotte metrolina area acting community and i mean she's great i think i mean i think this is i don't know i don't I think it's i think people will definitely cast her if they um see her in this yeah, yeah she's definitely yeah, it's kind of cool it was like yeah. Yeah, yeah like a first way to get involved right off of you know i moved to charlotte what, what are the auditions that are happening right now um so you know dcp can can claim some of these people <laughs> before, i was gonna say it's nice that we got to her first before anyone it's, else it's right. Her. <laughs> right right this is uh this we is can... skylar shock we're talking about right yeah yeah. Well, I got news for you. I got to her first. She was part of my festival. So. Oh. Oh, she. Does <laughs> she She's do improv? No, she does stand up. Oh. Oh. That's why she was so funny at the audition. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. No. She, yeah. Well, great. 
She's going to love listening to this later as we kind of piece together her biography. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Four very uninformed people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a six part series where we answer the question who is Skylar Shot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a spin off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Skylar. Skylar! Skylar the pretty boy? Yeah. Skylar dropped the crossbow. I just want Skylar back. But you like doing the theater? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So um, there's also an, a voting element too, right? Like it sounds like a great evening of shows, but then there's a winner, yes? Do we do a winner, Marshall? In in past years, we have ha- we've asked the audience at the very end to vote on their favorite show. And um, then I believe the writer gets something like $50 or something something so i mean that was the only reason i submitted was for the 50 dollars. so i hope we're doing that this year again i will be sorely disappointed if that's this is pulling the script this is a game changer i was not aware of this and so as also one of the writers this year uh, i'm going to start campaigning now so Uh, well I yeah, I, I mean, gosh, Madison, I didn't so. know it was. I didn't know it was a competition, but we could yeah. uh, incorporate that. Um, Kale, Marshall, like, um, if we put the fifty bucks in gift card form, what do you think? Applebee's, Olive Garden. <laughs> what, what do you? You know what? what if it's eager for it? if it's Applebee's, I'll split it. If Marshall and I can go together. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to be in a really good place digestively for about ten minutes, and then not at all for the rest of the day. So, totally down for Applebee's. Yeah. Oh, good um, man. I hope we get a time. I want to do a dance off with Marshall. That <laughs> That's right. That's right. A little like Justin and Brittany show. action in the parking lot. <laughs> dance off, bro. Me and you. Uh, so tell us about. We'll get to your show, but uh, what's the overall the shows this year? Do we? What's like the spectrum from spooky to spoopy, or you know, funny to actually Ooh. horror, scary? Well, uh, they're all they're they're all pretty light in tone. I mean, I think they're they're kind of taking um, you know common tropes of uh, you know Marshall and Amy can talk about their piece a little bit, but you know. Uh, mixing up a uh something that's happening in society like maybe an obsession with um diets or fads and kind of mashing that up with a um a monster or a scary trope so in the play that the three of us are working on amy and marshall and i there's an idea that the spiders um one spy one one uh teenage daughter spider has decided to become a vegan and is only um consuming uh you know alternative like alternative milks like your oat milk and your almond milks but they're only consuming um alternative bloods now which um makes it difficult to justify the spider's existence in the human's home uh there's another funny little play uh, um kind of like a superhero andy rassler who's done a lot of uh, work at booze and brews in the past has a wonderful play called um captain halloween and little squash uh which is a like a halloween superhero um uh, uh piece um little squash that's so little good squash yeah <laughs> And then there's one of the one of the fun concepts. I this was a play that I got to read um, kind of in the first round. But um, uh, playwright's name is Rishi Chowdhury, and uh, he wrote a piece called Kindred Spirits, which is all about this uh, ghost tour that is struggling um, to come up with new business because all the all the stories in the tour are a little uh, a little stale. So the um, 
proprietor of the ghost tour business is interviewing new ghosts to kind of like, are you going to populate my tour with something really cool that people are going to enjoy? So it's just like kind of, it kind of feels like that improv game of, I don't know, party guests where like every scene is like a new ghost coming in with a new pitch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, have you all caught on to anything on the, um, from auditions that is uh, a contrast in tone or are we looking at a, just a, a night of lightheartedness? Well, I mean, Kale's um, piece is yep. it's lighthearted, but it kind of is, you know, it's a little sad. It starts off sad, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if Kale wants to talk about that a little bit. It's, it's a man who lost his wife, right? And Yeah, it's a man who uh, who's lost his wife and she donated her heart. And he is, uh, it starts with a conversation with him and the guy who was the recipient of her heart. Um, and so the, the comedy, the lightheartedness is that the guy who got it is kind of a jackass is really kind of a slacker and uh, the husband determines you know she promised her heart to me for always and forever and you don't deserve it and so i'm taking it back and that's the that's the central conflict so you did not do what I did, where i just took my entire personal life with my teenage daughter and wrote down an actual scenario <laughs> using spiders instead <laughs> now that's scary now that i guess if you want to put forth effort that's one thing i i don't <laughs> feel like i needed to do that oh i did just confirm seven seven years is how long we've been doing it seven years and even through the pandemic it's we've always had it right okay i think so yeah because it was it, we just did it outside yeah that's awesome something that i like is maybe a question for everybody um i've always been fascinated by it, it seems like when you think about going to a scary movie and like the 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 ones that like really kind of chill you to your core, you can't sleep for weeks afterwards. Like I got a whole list of examples of that, but it's it's hard to go to a theater and feel genuinely scared. I don't know if that's like going to a play. I can think about like immersive haunted haunted house experiences, but like going to see a scripted play in a theater there's a few cool ones out there but i don't know why it just seems like a harder thing to achieve or if you all have different takes on that oh no someone asked me a few days ago if um mine was scary and i said well i don't think 10 minutes in front of some buzzed people is you know the best <laughs> avenue for for in it, you know, extremely scary. So yeah, <laughs> probably not. True. No, I agree. I, I think it, I don't think I've ever, it's hard to be scared in a big, you know, theater, but I, I re recently saw, um, Woman in Black um, at the JCS oh, yeah. Arts Factory. And that, I mean, that play has spooky elements to it, but I was a little bit freaked out when the Woman in Black kind of like came up from behind, like next to me and like walked in front of the stage. And I didn't see her because it's in a black box and she's in dressed in all black. And I was like, ah! <laughs> but that was like my one brief but that that did work. yeah yeah i did the same thing when um the giraffe walked by me at the lion king so <laughs> i understand fair fair came out of nowhere and marshall and i did a show together that was i still have nightmares about it was pretty scary although it wasn't the intention <laughs> i was gonna say yeah wasn't supposed to be scary but um it i was gonna say the writing process the rehearsal process everything um the best part was i think the best one was uh kale you and uh Del Knowles doing the uh, Phantom of the Opera parody, where at <laughs> one point you just got into a kiddie pool. 
That's right. <laughs> um, rode her over to uh, the underground lair. That's right. Uh, or, or the uh, we ended with the Les Mis song. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> and trying the one get... where there were five of us and somehow we could not get the step forward, step back <laughs> yeah. side. There's five of us and we were on seven different tempos somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what show is it? <laughs> it was um, for uh, the warehouse, uh, which was kind of a precursor to Charlotte Conservatory Theater yeah, um, yeah. And, and Cornelius. And um, it was the 10th anniversary and it was called Shows You'd Never See. So it was all the shows that we would never, ever wow. do at the warehouse because it's, it was, you know, like a 50 seat black box. Um, so we did uh, what Phantom, um, Les Mis. I think I did a really ridiculous like parody of um, Glengarry Glenn Ross, <laughs> that big monologue. That's right. I forgot that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just a bunch of ridiculous shows, but I, it, what, it came together in the last four hours before opening so oh yeah that's generous uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I... one day more another day another destiny this never-ending road to calvary these men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time one day I did more not live until today I changed my mind. Now that we're calling it, it wasn't scary. It was great. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> great. Uh, cool. So what uh, what are you looking forward to in your show? What do you think audiences will respond to? And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. Um, I mean, I had, you know, everything in my mind, but it's always really, really nice to see someone else's take on your own material. So I'm excited to see what um, Amy's coming up with as far as ideas, um, especially since I, I do feel like the characters are very, very sort of close to me they they were very much uh modeled after my own 16 year old uh, especially the um the vegan spider so i'm i'm excited to watch someone else have to deal with the <laughs> teen angst i didn't know you had a teenager i'm glad that i know that now <laughs> cool all right do you want to grab lunch with her really really do some character work this is this is uh, the level of bitchiness you should be portraying uh has your daughter read the play will your daughter see the show uh she did i i um i asked her to read it before i submitted it because i was like i, I want to hear it in julie's voice and it was exactly julie's voice <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, and auditions um I remember Amy gave a note to some people to treat it like real people versus, you know, playing at something. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, where, that's where the humor lived. And I think <laughs> that checks out if uh, Marshall is, you know, pulling from uh, autobiography here that, yeah, this is, we have a lot of absurd premises, but I think something exciting about this show is it does feel like a pretty um, uh, recognizable family conflict mm -hmm. um, with some dressing around it that is absurd but unless unless i'm surprised at rehearsal i don't think i'm gonna be doing like any spider voice or something like that i, mean, <laughs> no, I, could, I could pitch a few ideas but I <laughs> maybe not yeah i mean i think that's where the humor was when i read the script too i was like oh this is just like any any family with teenagers you know what i mean just anybody can relate to it so it's just kind of like makes you feel like oh haha yes that's me too so i kind of like that aspect about the, the script that marshall wrote so that's awesome. thanks like again, I, let's not pretend like it was any great creative feat. It is just just my personal life on paper. <laughs> right, what you know? Totally. Yeah. A man who knows the theater and who loves the theater. I return to my first love, the legitimate theater. Cool. Well, let's talk about Halloween. 
So where are you? What's your relationship with Halloween? Is it, uh, are you in the, oh, it's fine. I tolerate it. Is it, uh, I don't, I don't care for it. Or are you more towards the side of like, this is, this is my favorite time of year. Yeah. Let's start a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's going first Marshall sure um <laughs> I I feel like I'm probably pretty middle of the road I enjoy Halloween um mostly in it for the candy mostly in it for the candy left over you know mm. you buy you buy double what you actually think you're gonna need and then sure you run out you you don't actually give the other half to the neighborhood children because you're too busy <laughs> eating Reese's cups inside your house. Um, I don't know. I, I, we just moved into this neighborhood about a year and a half ago and used to decorate for Halloween, but I'm just like completely put to shame here. I mean, our, our neighbor <laughs> has an entire skeleton theme where, I mean, there's a lawnmower. There's, there's a skeleton pushing a lawnmower over another skeleton skull. Um, but I mean, that's, it's that times 20. I mean, it's just, this entire massive scene and last year we put some lights up and stuff but i was like well this this is just pointless so <laughs> we're we're just pretending like the holiday doesn't exist as far as decorating this year uh, but yeah if you ever if you ever want to come up to mooresville this this entire neighborhood gets very very into it nice yeah i don't you? know steve uh, go for it yeah i have um i it's not it feels like the 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 gateway ho holiday to the real holidays like like this one kicks off you know <laughs> Mm. So I like appreciate it. I appreciate I fall is my favorite season, so I appreciate the um, you know what's happening uh, environmentally at the moment. Um, I I don't know. I've never been a big like dress up and costume for party. I just not. I don't know. And like costume design and theater is like my weakest design element too. So it's it's something that is like a little bit of a block for me. If I have a good costume and an idea on hand, like we my whole family we did Jurassic Park last year, and I could really pull off an Alan Grant pretty easily. And I was like, cool. <laughs> It was it was efficient. Uh, I pulled it from my own wardrobe. Uh, people got it. Um, but my son is two and a half, so we're trying to figure out. You know, we only have so many years where we can make all of his choices for him, um, and he's still our prop essentially. So, <laughs> like while while that's the case, you know, the only two pieces of pop culture that exist for him are Moana and Frozen. Um, <laughs> so I imagine we'll be pulling something <laughs> from those worlds. Or he also likes uh, this 1990s Canadian TV show called Little Bear. Did you ever watch Little Bear? Well, yeah. That was sort of our generation. Yeah, I did. Super mellow. Like, <laughs> but he, he, he can he can take like those 25 minute episodes just, you know, like candy. I don't know. So maybe I'll end up dressing up as a duck. Um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, like Marshall said, I, we got neighbors over here going all out and like, there's no competing with that. Um, we just send them links to cool things they should add to their to their yard <laughs> like uh, we found some fornicating ghosts on etsy but we didn't think the hoa would appreciate that so did, not, <laughs> did not pass it along actually now that you're saying that i did last year we did go a little crazy um i had a sensor so when you walked um i think it was about 15 feet from our house so if you walk up the sidewalk and trip the sensor uh there was a fog machine outside that sh mm. that spat fog at you um so i guess we did get a little aggressive last year but <laughs> who has the time <laughs> amy how about you uh for me well you know I grew up in Florida, so like when fall hit, it actually was not 135 degrees outside. So I do like fall tends to be my favorite season just because of childhood memories. Um, but like Steve, I do enjoy what it does environmentally to my um, allergies. But uh, 
So as far as Halloween goes, I, you know, it, it has always been probably one of my favorite holidays, even though I'm not really a dresser upper. I was as a child and a teenager, you know, that kind of thing. I did enjoy dressing up. I, maybe that's why I'm an actor now. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I don't know, but um, there's definitely a correlation there. But um, now for Halloween, actually my favorite part is handing out candy to the kids in my neighborhood because we have tons of kids and these costumes that the kids wear nowadays are way more impressive than I know they're so good yes they're so good and creative and so I actually I love doing that I like make a point to stay home on Halloween so that I can pass out candy so I know and there's always like a toddler that shows up dressed up like a ham sandwich or something yes it's adorable so cute so cute (laughs) yes yes and what i'm gonna i ask this every podcast but what is everybody's favorite halloween candy oh oh reese's is that can i ask a clarifying question um Mm -hmm. which is how is this different from favorite candy like are you thinking about the way that it's packaged on halloween like you know getting a little thing of whoppers is better than getting a big thing of whoppers at the store like what what makes it (laughs) halloween candy like when i was a kid part my family was like big on Halloween and we would do like we'd go trick-or-treating and we'd come home and we'd dump everything on the table and we'd have this huge candy trade and it's like you organized everything by like chocolate chewy and like you know number of things and my it's like how my dad taught us about taxes like he would come takes his, his dad tax or he, he was like entitled to three pieces of candy of his choice yeah. um so when I asked that it's like if it's on the candy table like what is the thing that you would hoard and like okay. never trade for anything okay oh well, that's why I, I got up to show you that I, I do have, I mean, at all times, an emergency <laughs> package of, of Reese's peanut butter cups. So amazing. That looks like the thick favorite. one, too. Is that the thick one? Oh, yeah, this would be like I wouldn't I mean, this would never come out in a uh, in a <laughs> Halloween candy. Probably get the little the tiny ones but those are still good too and since they're small you can obviously have 15 to 20 of them without any recourse right (laughs) right i think for me anything sour like i'm not a huge sweets person but i do like sour candy sour apple like sour patch kid i would hoard those and i would burn the candy corn Mm. oh yes no (laughs) don't burn it send it my way do you like candy corn i do i will save it for you marshall (laughs) I've never known I'm, anybody to like candy corn. I love candy so, corn. You do? I don't, I don't, I don't know this about you. Amy, I'm with you. <laughs> you do too, Steve? I hate it. No, I think okay. it's disgusting. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> What's the thing. joke about candy corn that like they made all the candy corn they were ever going to make in like the 50s <laughs> and they're just still <laughs> distributing that? <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I believe it. August Osage County candy corn. I think my tastes have changed a little bit. I'm more of a chocolate person than I used to be. Um, but like the sentimental favorites, I'm very much into like chalky, fruity candies, like sweet tarts, mm. you know? Like if you can yes. write your name on a sidewalk in the candy, then I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the sweet tarts, um, maybe a spree if there is one. But yeah. Those sprees. Gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, those are good. Do they still make those? Please? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In certain, the seedy underbelly of the candy. <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is uh, yeah i think they still make sprays and glennis was definitively yes they're still yes available. they do <laughs> i check the candy aisle every time i'm in the store to see what i do if i, I got anything it. new yeah 
Yeah. What candy do you like, Kale? Uh, I I am also a Reese's person. And last night I went to a show and they gave out uh, some candies. I got the the Ghost, which is like the white chocolate Reese's. Uh, mm. I think I think that has now edged up my uh, being my favorite for Halloween. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a white yeah, chocolate I, in the shape of a ghost. I don't know that there's any variation on the peanut butter cup that is bad. <laughs> you can't screw all. it up. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything that you're looking forward to uh, this year? Anything that you're looking forward to this Halloween season that's Halloween? related other than booze and brews i guess just getting through the month of october I, uh, with, <laughs> with christy being in jekyll um they're just starting they're like we're gonna run the entire show every night um and then what I'm, I'm doing lighting for booze too and then booze ends on saturday we strike on saturday and we start elf tech on sunday at noon so oh my gosh yeah so I'm, so I'm surviving actually- yeah, I was gonna say, I you, you want to be the last alone. girl of October. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> ideal. Mine is um, mine doesn't have anything to do with Halloween, but we are um, since I guess I can talk about it now. We are um, remounting um, the show, the Chinese Lady, that I did with Three Bone Theater in August. So we're remounting that in collaboration with Charlotte Conservatory Theater. That'll be at the end of November. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a Kane Center, right? <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, if anybody missed that, please go. Amy is incredible in that show. Oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> and Doll's yeah. House 2 was wonderful too. Oh, Doll's House 2, yes, right. <laughs> Yeah, um, helping out uh, kind of behind the scenes on that whole event uh, and partly partly super stoked that's happening again. Like I was more involved in Doll's House the first round, but uh, I missed the Chinese lady partly because DCP has been so busy because mm. Marshall has pulled me into a theater that doesn't ever stop programming stuff, which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, but <laughs> this is selfishly a chance for me to finally see uh, what I heard from everybody. It was amazing from Amy. So I'm super stoked about that. Get your tickets at kanearts.org yes it's slash um, something December, but i don't know what slash just go November to 29th through december 3rd yes yes yeah. yes cool and if they want booze and brews tickets uh where do they go for those go to davidsoncommunityplayers.org slash uh shows slash shows yeah. it's see, on the homepage uh, too so it's on the homepage too yeah and and this is also where you can fact check that it's our seventh annual booze and brews because it's in the title there. Fantastic. And it runs October 26th, 27th, and 28th. And it will be at our Armor Street Theater. Uh, in the past, we've done it, you know, sometimes outside and sometimes at our um, rehearsal studio, which is a little smaller and can only seat about 50 people. So we'll be in our 100 seat theater. We'll be able to you know, kind of pack the house a few nights. So it'd be yeah. great to see everyone and that's there. A, I love that space too. And it's definitely, it's a an old space. So there's definitely juju. It's haunted yeah Yeah. it's haunted (laughs) it's haunted infrastructurally um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you want to be scared by uh potentially a toilet getting clogged or uh... i was gonna say should we take this time to let everyone who's listening know like please um hold down the um, thing as you're flushing the toilet for the entire duration yeah. of the flush we can also just do an impromptu start of a capital campaign right now if you want <laughs> oh, yeah i think so <laughs> I... just venmo me for now Steve on. Uh, we'll make sure it gets to the right place <laughs> Good. I hope that's part of the curtain speech too. But yeah, you know, I never, I never know what comes out of my mouth during those things. So uh. there's definitely, if you are concerned about the toilet, we can cut this later. But there's an opportunity for a poos and brews pun. <laughs> so you know, like you could Keep say that. Pers- <laughs> Let's it. not make it poos and brews. Hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. So looking forward to booze and brews. I think it's going to be a great time and a great way to spend the Halloween season. And sounds like a great destination for people that want to just go and have a good time and maybe have a drink or two. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks, thanks, y'all. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I want my money back. It's not what I thought it was.